All around the world, they are watching over us all, and we are grateful. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. Are you more of a podcast kind of person? Well, uh, all of our episodes, all of our interviews are available as an audio podcast. Just search for First Liberty Live in whatever app you're using, and you can listen to us there when you're in your car or uh, running or whatever you do while you're listening to podcasts. Mike Berry holds several titles here at First Liberty Institute. For this conversation, the pertinent ones are Director of Military Affairs, He's also a senior counsel here, meaning he's an attorney. He's also a lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps Reserve. Hi, Mike. Hi, Stuart. Thanks for spending some time with us today. You, and I wanted to ask you this question because you have a perspective on this from, from many different angles that most of us don't get. And I just wanted to ask you in this Military Appreciation Month, which is what May is, what does it mean to someone in the service to get that bit of encouragement or affirmation, say they're in an airport and somebody passing by just stops and, and takes a moment with them? What does that mean? You know, I would say as somebody who served in a generation in which I did, right, the, the, the 2000s, uh, I joined right after 9-11, it became pretty ubiquitous to hear uh, people thanking you, you know, um, thank you for your service, whether it's from like you said, in the airport, on the airplane, um, military discounts, those types of things. Yeah. And I always tried to be mindful of when somebody did recognize uh, my military service or others, because I know having relatives, I have a lot of uh, uncles who served in the Korea and Vietnam era, and I know they didn't receive that. It was a very different uh, experience. For very, sure. very different experience when they came back from Korea and especially coming back from Vietnam, the type of treatment that they received, sometimes maltreatment. Um, and I don't think that they were necessarily thanked or appreciated by many people in America for the service that they rendered to this country. So, so when people thank me, I try to make a point to be mindful of that, you know, and it's always, you kind of have to think you know, when somebody says thank you for your service, you have to be careful not to say, oh, you know, thank you, you know, because it, that can be awkward. Yeah. Um, so, but what I often tell myself is, that's that's why we serve, right? That that we we serve the American people. We're here for the to, to those of us in uniform. Uh, we swear an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. And so, for people to recognize that, honestly, I look at it as they're not necessarily thanking me individually. They're thanking me as a representative of a collective. Huh. Uh, because yeah. most people who serve in the military would, would, would probably agree that you become part of something much bigger than yourself and you have to keep that perspective. And so uh, when somebody says thank you, like I said, I, I often receive it as they're, they're thanking all of us together. We're going to talk about several cases that we have in play right now, but before we do that, and again, because it is Military Appreciation Month, I want to give you a chance to look into the camera and offer your encouragement and affirmation for people who are wearing the uniform. Well, I can say as a, as a veteran, as somebody who still serves in the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve, um, it's an honor and a privilege to serve this nation. And for those of you who are still serving, I am grateful to you. I, I admire, I'm proud of, and I honor your service. I know the sacrifices that you make every single day to keep us free. And I am one American who is extremely grateful for that. Uh, and if there's anything that I or First Liberty can ever do 
to help you in your time of need, especially when it comes to your religious freedom, you know where to reach us. I want to say thank you, not just for the years that you spent serving your country, but also the hours, because I know it takes a lot of hours out of your day with the work that you do, and I just appreciate that. Thank you for that. Let's talk about some of the cases that we've got in front of us. And I just wanted to get updates from you on each of these. First, we're currently representing dozens of U.S. Navy SEALs and, a, and also under a class action a great many other people in the U.S. Navy who requested a religious accommodation for the military's vaccine mandate. What's the latest on that? Where does it stand? So the case is currently in a bit of a holding pattern, right? The, the, as you mentioned, Stuart, we have the class certification that's been granted. There is a class-wide injunction on the Navy. Translate that for the rest of us. What's it yeah. mean? What that means is that the Navy cannot do anything to punish or separate anyone in the U.S. Navy who requested a religious accommodation and was denied. Okay. Uh, and by the latest count, that's somewhere just north of, of 4,000 service members. Wow. So you could say that First Liberty represents over 4,000 people in the Navy. Now, when it's a class action, it's a little bit different than your normal representation that we think of when we talk about lawyers and attorneys and clients and things like that. Right. But then we also still have the, the original 35, right? The, the, the 35 Navy SEALs and special warfare operators. Uh, and that case is still ongoing as well. So it's, you know, in, in technical terms, they're on parallel tracks, right? Um, people ask, well, is the court just going to combine them into one case? That's certainly possible. Huh. Uh, it may even be likely that the court does that yeah. just to make things more efficient. But as of right now, that hasn't happened. And uh, we anticipate, I think it's reasonable to anticipate and expect that the Department of Justice and the Department of Defense are probably going to appeal. Um, and, and if they do, that goes to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. So when you hear us refer to the Fifth Circuit or the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, that's what we're talking about, one level below the U.S. Supreme Court. So this is getting to be even higher stakes than it already is. And there are a lot of different moving parts on this, but I don't want to oversimplify it, but for those who are serving in the Navy who are wondering if they're part of the class action or not, they don't have to do anything to be covered by this, right? That's correct. So there, you know, there are different types of class actions, um, and, and the mechanics are, are, are different depending on the type of class action that it is. The, yeah. This case, our case representing the Navy service members, uh, it so happens that the way that this class action functions is there is no what we refer to as an opt-in provision, right? You don't need to do anything to opt-in. Uh, if you meet the criteria, meaning if you are in the United States Navy, whether that's active duty or reserve, you've submitted a religious accommodation request from the COVID vaccine mandate, and it's been denied, uh, which means initially denied or denied on appeal at any stage if it's been, or even if it hasn't been adjudicated yet, but I'm not aware of any that haven't been at least initially adjudicated. Yeah. You are automatically a member of the class. You don't need to do anything. Um, you don't have to, you don't have to notify anybody. Uh, you, you, and the Navy can't do anything to, as I said, punish you or separate you. Now, a very important point here, Stuart, if you are in the class, if you meet the, the, the eligibility criteria that I just laid out, and the Navy is punishing you, and by punishing you, I don't just mean you received an email that you didn't think was worded as nicely as you wanted it to be worded. That's not punishment for legal purposes. Right. Um, or even if you're being reassigned to a new, you know, it, it, it was your turn to, ro it was your time to rotate. 
and you didn't get the assignment that you really wanted. Not punishment. That's not technically punishment for legal purposes. Yeah. We're talking about you are receiving admonishments, or reprimands, um, things that are going into your record, right, that will prevent you from being able to promote, things like that. That's punishment. And of course, separation, we know what that means. If that is happening to you, and you meet the eligibility criteria, you need, can, can I give out this email address? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's navyvaxclassaction at firstliberty.org. Navyvax, V-A-X, classaction at firstliberty.org. Send the documentation for what's happening to you there because we are collecting that so that we can, if, if that is happening, that we, we feel that's important for us to know that so that if and when the opportunity presents itself, uh, you know, quite possibly the court could ask us, is the Navy complying with, my, you know, with the court's order? And if the answer is no, then we need to present that information. I mean, if the orders, I mean, if the answer is yes, the Navy is complying, then obviously we need to answer that way too. But, uh, so that's very, very important for those who are in the Navy and meet the class action definition uh, or meet uh, the criteria and, and are being punished that we need to know. We got a, an email from someone who's currently serving in the Navy, and, and you've answered some of this already, but I want to pose the question. Uh, he writes, can you sometime in the future, that's now, share with us in a live stream, what's the next step for Navy service members covered under the class action certification? It'll help many of us to know what the next step should be for our own personal situation concerning our future in the Navy. Any advice for him? I would say, number one, don't make any drastic changes, right? Don't try to maintain the status quo as, as best you can. Continue to show up and do your job to the best of your ability. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, well, that's right? good. Good advice on yeah. any day. Yeah, uh, I feel like I always earn my paycheck just by telling people stay out of trouble, right? <laughs> um, yeah, stay out of trouble. And, and look, if something is happening to you and that I just described, like actual punishment, or if separation proceedings are, are announced that they're going to begin trying to separate you, then you need to notify us. But otherwise, just continue to do your job the best you can. Be a professional. And, uh, and there may be instances, like, I, I've encountered this as well. And, and perhaps this, 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 whoever asked this question might be in this category. There are still commands and commanding officers in the Navy who don't know which members of their command are, you know, ha have, have requested religious accommodations from the vaccine. So it's possible that upon learning that a member of their command hasn't taken the vaccine, that commander, you know, wants to proverbially drop the hammer. Uh, that commander probably needs to be advised by, by their, you know, by the JAGs, sir or ma'am, you can't do that because of this, this class-wide injunction that was issued in, in Texas. Uh, there may be commanders that aren't aware of that and don't know and what you know And so they're they're taking action without the full knowledge and, and, and benefit of having been advised now at this point I would hope that every commanding officer in the Navy has now been at least made aware of our class-wide injunction uh, but if they haven't then You know it may be as simple as letting them know letting again if you're that sailor in that situation letting your chain of command know uh, I'm actually a member of the class action, and 
you know, and I wouldn't do the sort of the, you can't touch me, right? right. But but at least it's just out of professional courtesy. You don't want to be a jerk. Let about them it. know, right? Yeah. There's always a you know a right way to do things, and so you know that that's conceivable as well. But other than that, continue to be a professional. Uh, do the the things that make us proud of our service members, right? Serving our nation, uh, doing the remembering why you served and letting that be your motivation despite this very, very challenging time that we're in. I know there are a lot of opinions about this topic, so I always like to point out and just highlight the fact that as an organization, First Liberty Institute is not taking a position on whether any individual should or should not right. be vaccinated right. against COVID. That's a personal decision. It's up to you. We're not medical experts. We're not going to offer information on that. So when we do talk about it, what we're talking about are the rights of those both in the public and also in this specific case, the military, what your rights are under the law and the way that it should be handled. And that's where we enter into the conversation is what the rights are for those who, because of their religious beliefs, choose not to be vaccinated. Did I get all that right? Yeah, that's right. It, it should be an individual decision. Uh, boy, we've sure heard a lot in the last couple of weeks about bodily autonomy and what the law has to say about bodily autonomy. And I just hope that we have the same views as America, as Americans, about bodily autonomy when it comes to what we inject into our bodies in, in the form of a vaccine as we do about other issues. Uh, we don't need to get into all that here, but, <laughs> no. um, you know, and we take no position on whether an individual should get it. That's between you, your medical provider, and God. I, just a few minutes ago, we talked about the importance of encouragement, and we're representing a company called Shields of Strength that has provided a lot of encouragement to service members over many years. What's the latest on that case? First, give us a thumbnail of what it is for those who haven't heard, and then the latest on that one. Yeah, I should have brought one with me to, to, as, as a visual uh, aid, but, you know, Shields of Strength is a, is a small, faith-based, family-owned company based right here in the great state of Texas. They make, uh, uh, they, they actually, they make a lot of different things. We've, we've actually visited their headquarters, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of cool stuff. But one of the really cool things that they do is they make replica dog tags. And so if you're like me and you've served in the military, you know what the government-issued dog tags look like. Well, these aren't government-issued. These are replicas. So they, they, they look kind of like the official thing. But instead of it having your name and your, your, you know, what we used to call your serial number or your social security number, nowadays it's known as your EDIPI. Um, so just making sure people out there know that I, my street cred is still alive and well with the military. <laughs> and I have no I, idea what you're talking I about, know the so lingo. we're good. <laughs> um, but uh, these are not issued dog tags. These are replica dog tags. And on one side, it might say something like, you know, proud Army veteran or proud Marine Corps wife or, you know, aim high Air Force, or whatever it is that the Air Force likes to say yeah. these days. Um, I'm just picking on the Air Force. So, <laughs> um, great golf courses, by the way. Uh, and anyway, so, and on the other side, it'll have an encouraging Bible verse, right? It could be Joshua 1.9, I will be strong and courageous, I will not be afraid. Um, or it might say uh, a paraphrase of, of course, the great verse, you know, greater love hath no man than he who would lay down his life for his friends, right? It's probably a lot to fit on a dog tag, so there's sort of a paraphrased version of that. Yeah. And, and for decades, Shields of Strength made these, provided them to our service members, most often at the request 
of our, of our military, of our service members, of commanding officers of units, chaplains would request and say, hey, I mean, this was during the height of, of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. And they'd say, we've got a unit of, you know, a thousand soldiers or a thousand Marines getting ready to deploy. And can we, can we order, can we purchase a thousand of, of those shields of strength for our guys uh, who are getting ready to, as we say, go down range? And the owner of, of Shields of Strength, Kenny Vaughn, say, how many guys do you have? And you'd say, I've got, you know, 1,200. And he'd say, well, then I'm shipping you 1,200. And how much does it cost? Nothing. Because I love our country, I love our military, and I want you to have these as a gift from Shields of Strength. So this went on for years like that, right? Yeah. And no good deed goes unpunished, as they say. Um, in around 2019, the perpetually offended Military Religious Freedom Foundation, right, which is an anti-religious freedom organization, filed a complaint with the Department of Defense and said, you have to stop them from, stop Shields of Strength from providing these. Why? Oh, uh, because the separation of church and state, right? The so-called separation of church and state. And you would think that our Department of Defense, our Pentagon would say, in military speak, go pound sand, right? The, the, these are, our, our service members love these. We can't, we can't stock them fast enough in our military exchanges. The Amazon site or whatever, the online site for these is, you know, it's killing it. And instead, much to my surprise and dismay, the bureaucrats inside the Pentagon raised the white flag of surrender and they said, we'll, we'll fix this. Right, Mr. Weinstein, and they issued a cease and desist letter to Kenny and Shields of Strength. So we tried to resolve this amicably and, and, and nicely with the Pentagon and say one of the things we pointed out was, you know, you actually granted Shields of Strength a license agreement to, to make these, inc with including the ability to use scripture. Yeah. So you've allowed them to do this for years. And now all of a sudden you're saying no because of a complaint from a anti-religious freedom group and the Pentagon said sorry you know times have changed or whatever their their rationale was and that forced us to have to file a lawsuit so to answer very long-winded way of answering your question the, that's the background the update is uh, we just filed a motion for preliminary injunction so this is a motion asking the court to take an immediate step to in this case allow shields of strength to continue to provide these, and, and they, are, they really are sources of inspiration, hope, and encouragement. Because right now, if somebody makes a request, he has to say, I'm not allowed to do that? Shoals of Strength continues <clears throat> to this day to receive requests from our military units, from, from commanding officers, from chaplains, from individual service members who say, hey, I saw my buddies got one of those Shoals of Strength. How do I get one? Can I get, can, you know, I want a special request. And it breaks Kenny's heart. Kenny Vaughn is the, the, the founder and owner of Shoals of Strength. To have to say no to them, yeah. right? After for two decades being able to not only say yes, but to be to be able to donate to them because on mil, you know this is military military appreciation month. I would say there are probably very few Americans who appreciate our military as much as Kenny Vaughn does. He wanted to donate them, and now he has to tell them, "I'm sorry, I can't provide this for you because the Pentagon has told me no," and that's heartbreaking for him. And then think about what it does to our service members to tell especially those service members who who have a, a maybe a favorite passage of scripture or a favorite bible verse and they just want to have god's word with them when they go into harm's way because our service members are still going into harm's way to this day every day every single day and 
and, and to have that source of hope and peace with them and to be told because of a complaint from somebody who isn't in the military that they're not allowed to have that now, that's, uh, to me, that, that, that begins to cross a line into, into ugliness. I appreciate the update on that. Anything else you want to share before I let you go today? Uh, just again, I mean, I, I think it's important for all Americans to understand the value of, uh, and, the, and the price for freedom. And most people get it, and especially those in the military, right, understand the price for freedom. And as President Reagan famously said, um, freedom isn't passed on through the bloodlines. It has to be fought for and sacrificed for. And so I'm so proud of our, of our men and women in uniform. Uh, and I want to be clear about this, Stuart, that at First Liberty, we fight many battles for religious liberty in the military context. Um, we do that because of our service members, because we love our service members. And so we want people to know our service members are not the problem, right? It's, it's really a, a government that's gotten out of control, a bureaucracy that's gotten out of control, a Pentagon that's gotten out of control. And there are, there are officials at the highest levels there that need to be held accountable. And that's what we're trying to do. Uh, but we're doing it for our service members because um, I, as much as anybody else, understand the sacrifices they make. And so I think that it's appropriate that we talk about this on Military Appreciation Month. Very good. Mike Berry, thank you so much. Great hearing from you. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to learn more about the cases we just talked about, we have tons of information at firstliberty.org. Uh, and also including, if you're someone who is wanting to make a request for a religious accommodation uh, for the vaccine, we have uh, information both for those in the military and those who are not. So just look on the homepage. It's all there at firstliberty.org. We will see you next time right here on First Liberty Live.